the FCC states that radio stations must verbally identify themselves every hour. So, here we go. You are listening to the Winefellers on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. 104.7 is Wine Time with Mark and Joe on WHUPLP, Hillsboro. Is it Monday? Is it 5 p.m.? Are you within a six-mile radius of the Hillsboro Water Tanks Transmission Tower? Then listen to the Winefellers on WHUPLP, Hillsboro. Welcome to this week's episode of The Winefellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe co-founder of TrueBottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices, and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are the Wine Fellers. This week's episode, Mark, of the Winefellers, we will hold another terrific wine tasting, I'm told, but this time with some Japanese whiskey. And then we will meet Shannon Healy, owner and head bartender of Alley 26 in Durham. But first, I'm happy to say we have a very special edition of the Mailbag. Welcome. You've got mail. So what you what you what you got? I got mail. So what you what you what you got? I got mail. So what you what you what you got? I got mail. So what you what you what you got? I got mail. Mail. Let me tell you, Joe, my wife told me before I came to the station today that if we played that uh, mailbag intro one more time, she was going to stop listening to the show. <laughs> Jennifer, so hopefully, I'm, I'm hopefully so sorry. that's not going to be the case. Oh I my do uh, sort of understand where she's coming from. Well, you know, uh, that song actually uh, is a perfect thing to begin this week's mailbag segment yes. because of the mail we've received. Yes. Right? I mean, we have off we've been doing these songs. We've been doing recording 
uh, bits and sketches and fun things that uh, not everyone has always understood. That's very, very true. <laughs> and so uh, this week, Mark, um, in the mail, I've got it right here. Uh, this There was an amazing article uh, in the uh, Independent Weekly. Very good article. Yeah. A sm- uh, right on the cover, right, with the WHUP uh, tin can microphone and everything. Uh-huh. The uh, And the title here, right, uh, A Small Town's Big Signal. That's right. And it was a great article, man. I mean, a nice, giant picture of uh, Bob, yeah. our station manager. That's right. Lee he story. doesn't look as angry in that picture as, as I, I think, normally I think he's only angry at us. used to. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm just... Um, you know, every time I see Bob, um, it's uh, he's pointing out something I'm doing wrong here in the studio. Well, because uh, as we should mention, I think the first three shows of our uh, career didn't start <laughs> off correctly, and in fact, I think our first three shows had dead air for the, like the first five minutes. So. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> no, and yeah, and that's a station manager's nightmare right there. No, but this this was great because. Uh, They've uh, they've written up a great article. They talked about um, one uh, one of these shows that's uh, on the on the air uh, on WHUP. But the, my favorite bit, right, yes. is uh, at the um, uh, near the end. Uh-huh. <laughs> near the end, um, I uh, I took this out of the mailbox here. I have started reading, and this is a good article. But I get to the end, and I strike gold. Right, we've got um, one of our wonderful uh, station engineers here is quoted in the article as saying, uh, in regards to the station, uh, he says, I think it's got legs. There's enough talent that's unique, he says. I'm an engineer, keep in mind, not a radio programming director, but I can see some of these shows getting syndicated. The Winefellers, he goes on to say, is basically car talk with wine. Which is very kind That's of very nice, very uh, And he says, those guys are hilarious. And since this article came out, uh, you have seen an increase in hits and letters and comments that have, are coming in from new listeners. Yeah, this is really exciting. Um, I think uh, it makes it all worthwhile. I think we, uh, we really, this is one of the favorite things I do every week. And, uh, and I can, hopefully I can tell. And uh, Joe and I just really like to share our experience with wine, but really, we don't. It's really not about wine. It's just the fact that we're hanging out and having a good time. Exactly. But we we thought we would take a moment yes. today, right? Given the fact that this article is out and that we have many new listeners I at know. this point, uh, just to revisit uh, where we've been, where we've come from, and uh, where we are now with the show, That's- because it wasn't always like this. That's a good point, Joe. Uh, the format we have now is not the format we started with. When we started the show, it looked very different. And I think the uh, main issue with the, uh, the start of our show is we had things that were real. We had things, we're talking about wine, talk about <laughs> wine tasting, wine pairing. We had these real segments, and we had them interspersed with segments that were not real. Well, yeah, and and uh, which I get. And, and this, you know, keep in mind that this uh, con- constructive criticism uh, came from uh, some program managers out there in Radioland. That's true. That approached us and uh, said, wow, this is a very interesting show. And, and they gave us feedback like that. They right? did. They gave us a lot of different 
uh, kinds of feedback about our show. One was uh, definitely uh, the, the biggest thing was they didn't like the fact that some things were not real about the show and some things were real about the show. But now when you listen to the show, everything is real. We, and we repeat that like really five to ten times a show. We have to be very clear about you know uh, what's real like the news segments take that for example those are real like we had one uh, the wine public public wine baths in Japan those that's a real story and, and we, we yeah. <laughs> and we and we you know made sure that we say it over and over which was another uh, uh, criticism we got is you know people programming managers are listening to our show they'd say uh, you don't. You need to explain to the listener. We're giving secrets of radio here, I suppose. Oh yeah. You need <laughs> the to explain secrets. to the listener uh, every ten minutes at least mm-hmm. what you're doing, if not five minutes. What's happening? What is happening? But now, yeah. By that- the way, Joe, we are in the mailbag segment, <laughs> <laughs> which is where we read mail. That's right. That we've received. But you know, yes, they did tell us. A couple program managers, in fact, independently said that. Right, you guys have to tell people what's going on more often. But but I think more than anything, Mark, the fact that that they chose not to syndicate us or have them go into to their larger stations, right. Was the the bigger issue? Well, there's a, there, there's a, there was a few issues of uh, we, you know we we take criticism as about as well as most people do, I assume, and uh, and you know uh, a few people I think flat out thought we stunk. Yeah, I mean let's let's not beat around the bush here. Number one reason the Weinfellers is currently not syndicated is we stink. Actually, to be more to be more fair to ourselves is we don't get it. It was it was probably the bigger. The bigger thing. Sure. And I think that the number one complaint was wine is too much of a niche subject. They said that as well. <laughs> we had that one <laughs> program manager who uh, called us up and says, guys, I just love what you're doing with the show. It, you're funny. You know, and this is after we'd actually made some suggested changes. Yeah, we do. Telling we, pe- we said you know, we're telling people what we're doing. We're taking out some of these things that were maybe just a satire right. pieces we'd done and uh, tried to be take it seriously. And he, he, he calls us back and says, I've heard the updated format of the show. Uh, however, I just have one question, guys. Does it have to be about wine? <laughs> you remember that? Yes, yeah, that's true. I mean, that was. N- I, <laughs> you actually were like, hmm. I, well, I guess not. I guess doesn't have to be about wine. I guess we could talk about. <laughs> lawn mowers? I don't know. <laughs> the, the the lawn care fellers. <laughs> but but the point but the point being it doesn't really have to be about wine. It could be about anything. The yeah. fact that it's fun to listen to, hopefully. <laughs> but but when when he said that, you know, I mean I I got it, but the reason okay, so the question, why wine? Well, the answer is because you know an incredible amount about it. You've taught me a lot about it, and it's it's not it's never about wine. It's always about some other funny side story or with, uh, this party, and there's a funny story about a party, and oh yeah, they had wine there. Yes, I mean you know this uh, wine is just a naturally a funny subject, especially when we're doing the news, and it turns out that th- <laughs> that every research study under the planet has shown that wine is good for something. And I, I did not know that before we started the wine fellers. Right. I I, I knew that. Yeah, gosh, you know, years ago it was often said wine is a glass of wine 
at the end of the day is healthy for you. That's right. It's good for your heart. But it turns out that it's a cure-all. I know. It's unbelievable. So, so now that we are introducing, reintroducing the show to people who might have not listened to us before, what I'd like to, what we would like to do is we want to show you what the show was like in the earlier days <laughs> when things were not quite clear cut what was we were doing. And like I said, the earlier parts of our show, the earlier days of our show, we had segments that were not real and we That's had true. people uh, call in, uh, talk to us, write us and say, uh, I don't get it. Like, what, what are you doing? For example... We had, for the for some of our earlier shows, we decided to have a charity. <laughs> <laughs> well, a fake charity. A fake charity. But we, we never <laughs> said it was a fake charity. We just had... We, we tried. We tried. <laughs> there's, there's the look I'm talking about right there. <laughs> Our station manager is looking at us right now through the glass. <laughs> it's that look That's that I'm right. familiar with. I love Bob so much. He's, he's, he's so he's cool. Good guy. So... Um, during the earlier shows, we had a fake charity. We never said it was fake. We just no. we just started playing the charity. <laughs> Yet, it was so such absurd of a charity. That's right. That we were we thought well certainly no one's going to believe this. But people did, and because people did, it would confuse people. I think it <laughs> it, it definitely upset some, where people thought that we were. Uh, you know, with a show like ours, we should really only allow charities that do good, even though this show is only <laughs> pretending to do good. <laughs> no, we, we offended some folks. Um, you're talking about the uh, Jennifer Stampy, the spokesperson for the charity Wine for the Fruitless. Oh, and I should say that. Uh, <laughs> and and by, I don't know <laughs> why we chose this. But, but there, there it was. But should say that we never took money. No, no. of course not. We it, actually we never had a mechanism to turn no, no. Us money. But we actually had a yeah we actually had a a, a website. It's still there. Uh, our domain name uh, for uh, what was it called? Wine for, wine the, for fruitless, the fruitless. And it just redirected straight over to the wine. That's fellers. right. So we'll play our first charity segment, and you can see why people did think it was real and why people got a little upset with us, and but we never clarified. Well, right. With the first one, there's there's three parts we're going to play here. That's right. right. And we'll stop after each one. But but the first part, I could understand why people were a little confused, mm-hmm. because it, 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 it wasn't that absurd yet. All right. We're going to go down memory lane here, Mark, and give it a listen. Hi, I'm Jennifer Stampy, here to tell you about an important charitable organization doing great work throughout the world. Most don't realize, but there are thousands of people hurting right now from a serious problem that typically goes unnoticed. Did you know there are individuals living amongst us who are completely unaware of the life-changing powers of fine wine? At Wine for the Fruitless, our nonprofit organization aims to change this by affording those in needs the opportunity to try small samples of some of the finest, most expensive wines in the world. Our carefully trained, compassionate volunteers personally offer very tiny amounts of highly rated, elegant wines to those, either by their own personal failings or unfortunate circumstance, lack a deep appreciation of all that wine can bring. 
Our rapid response teams have dedicated their lives to rebuilding towns decimated by natural disasters, supporting families victimized by violent crimes, and comforting individuals suffering silently by disabling mental and physical afflictions. All of this through small but thoughtful samples of fine wine. On behalf of Wine for the Fruitless, I invite you to give your generous tax-deductible donation to help heal those suffering from life's tragedies and share our organization's heightened perspective, because the real tragedy is to have never known fine wine. Visit WineForTheFruitless.com to learn more. <laughs> now, Mark, that was, of course, our, and if we learn out, our fake charity. Charity. Right. And so... You could understand in the earlier shows, we didn't differentiate for the listener what was real, what was not, and that tended to upset people. Sure. Because you can get why, uh, you know, someone who's homeless, maybe the last thing they need is a glass of, a small glass of wine. Sure, man. Now look, um, (laughs) but we built it up over a few uh, episodes. We did. Right, and so this is the second one. We tried to start cluing people in that this was not real. But uh, we never through said the it. use of satire. We but we said never it said real. it. Um, and so uh, let's go back in time and visit Jennifer Stampy, Wine for the Fruitless, Part Two. This is Jennifer Stampy again, representing WineForTheFruitless.com. Our organization helps those less fortunate and other undesirables by giving them small samples of fine wine. Last week, I invited you to donate. You did not. So now I must explain again why you people should give money to us so that we can give tiny amounts of wine to the truly hurting. Because remember, the real tragedy is to never have known fine wine. Visit wineforthefruitless.com. No, Mark, this was so getting so absurd here. Right. right. We, we mentioned the word undesirable, so we thought that by this point, people would know it was not a real wine charity. Uh, but still. I, I like how, how, how she's getting more and more irritated. She's getting a little irritated. With every... Every announcement. That's right. And so this, uh, I guess, uh, uh, ended up in, with uh, the third Jennifer Stampy wine for the fruitless bit. Where we just go where we, all we, the way. we knew that people were writing, they were angry, and we said, we just need to get this, we need to get this over with. Right. And so we had uh, uh, Jennifer Stampy record one last, um, <laughs> I, one last bit for us. The third show in And this series. is her going back in time and listening to that one now, Mark. This is Jennifer Stampy again with WineForTheFruitless.com. We help those less fortunate and the unwashed by handing out small samples of fine wine. Despite all of our pleas for help, you still have not given. What the hell is wrong with you people? This is a good organization. We're kind of a big deal. Your pointless and unsophisticated lives are no excuse. And oh yes, the real tragedy is to have never known fine wine. Visit wineforthefruitless.com. Uh, oh, Mark. I mean, it, that was just over the top, my friend. Yes. I, mean, <laughs> I, I think by that point, people knew that they were not listening to a real charity. <laughs> so, so you know, we did we did a couple things there, Mark. You know, first off is we I think we have just offended a great number of people. Right. Because those that did believe it, by the end, had realized 
they had been misled. But that was a real. But it did turn out to be a good criticism of our earlier shows because we never told people what we were doing if it was real and not real, and sometimes it was a little confusing. We never did, and I think that's something we've we've you know fixed. That's right. And there was one other particular uh, sketch that we did. That's right. Do you remember we had uh, we had traffic? That's where we right. had a, we had a traffic the wine traffic segment That's and the, right. the idea was this was all made up right we didn't actually go no, we and just look made at the up traffic traffic yes but we thought it would be nice if uh, we're right here um, right off Churton That's right and the uh, wine the store, wine store the Hillsborough wine <clears throat> Hillsborough wine company. company is right there and we thought It'd this be- this would be great we can give traffic information to folks who might want to buy wine there. Right. And you could give parking advice. You know, the second <laughs> right, spot right, up right. from the corner is, yeah, is free right now. That's right. So if you call into the show, <laughs> we'll hold it. You know, we'll have Mark stand there for you. Yeah. And so that and was hold it. it. But then, and then finally, after that, we started doing some wine community outreach. Well, again, right. we didn't tell people that, that we weren't doing real wine community outreach because we did have real <laughs> segments where we're actually talking and pairing wine and tasting wine and having real people we're interviewing. And, and, and so we, <laughs> yeah, would just, we, just, right. we just put it in there. So the first wine community <laughs> outreach we did. Well, well it was crazy. We, this was like done on like a Foley stage. You know, we had all the sound effects. That's right. We had the horns and the traffic noises and the. Don't give it away. <laughs> all right, I won't. I won't. But um, uh, it's it's time to revisit uh, one of the reasons uh, or one of where we've come from. That's Again, right. you know, we used to joke around a lot, Mark. We're a lot more serious. I hope we're <laughs> not too serious, not too but serious. but um, I think for all of the new listeners we have now to better understand where we are today. Yes. We should play this so they get an idea from where we came from. Please do. All right. Well, Mark, we're out on the street here uh, we're doing our community outreach for the week. What's the uh, plan today? Well, Joe, uh, every week we do community outreach, as you said. We like to give back to the community. Uh, the Wine Fellers is a semi-nonprofit organization, and we like to uh, help those in Hillsborough, especially those who do not appreciate uh, wine as much as we do. That's right. I mean, I get it. We're a community-based radio station. Just wanting to participate with with the uh, locals here and and uh, the community, just become more of a positive force here in our local community in Hillsboro. So what we've decided to do today is we're giving out free samples of wine for those people who are driving home. It's it's uh, after five. People are tired. And what do people want to see? They they want to see me show up at their window, the door window, giving them a little sample of wine. <laughs> Yeah, okay, Mark, I see we've got all of the paper Dixie cups filled up here with uh, what looks to be a good amount of wine. What are you uh, handing out to the good people of Hillsborough as they drive home? Well, I'm giving out a nice California Cabernet uh, to people who are driving home. I have them on a tray, and uh, people are coming by, and uh, uh, I'm waiting. The stoplight turned red, so I'm, I'm about to go up to the window and... Uh, and see if uh, this gentleman would like some wine. Yep, Mark, I'll stay right here, uh, uh, and uh, why don't you take the, the mic with you and uh, see, how we, see how it goes. Okay, uh, yes, sir? Sir? Yes? Uh, we're doing, uh, this is a Mark from the Wine Fellows. We're trying to uh, help people out. Hold on, hold on, let me turn down my radio. I can't hear you. Uh, 
So this is Mark from the Wine Fellers. We're giving out free samples of wine for people driving home today. Of what? A free sample of wine. You can't do that. Oh, well, would you like some wine? Well, it is a red light. Okay. Okay, so here you go. What do you think? Do you like? Well, just give me a minute. Well, the light's about to turn green. Mmm, that, that's delicious. Uh, well, uh, can I have another one? Yeah, now? sure, but you're backing up some traffic. Well, hold on, just give me one more. Okay, but the light's green, just, uh... Can, well, can you... What? Can well, just, you, just take these three and just take them on the road, okay? How about another bottle to go? Well, I don't have a bottle, but just take this tray and just, you just well, have to drive off, okay? Okay, it's hard to manage that in the steering wheel. Okay. Good Lord, Mark, what happened? Joe, um... Did you give him all the wine? Well, the light turned... Joe, let's... Oh, there's a... So, Mark, (laughs) this ends, of course, with us running back to the studio. It does. We don't have to... There are the the police cars right there. So... Now, you can see why why some people took this the wrong way. I mean, listening to it again right now actually... Um, I can't believe we put that on the air. <laughs> I can't believe that either. That was just not good. Wait, and we never clarified that that was not a real segment. Yeah, but, so, but we, we've but, learned, and, and it, yeah. it's good now. It's been a growing process, and now everything we do is real. So uh, that's uh, that's how our show has evolved. <laughs> I mean, I think <laughs> I think it's working out just fine now. That is. Um, and um, if, we've, if we've done anything, Mark, I think what we want the new listeners to take away here is that, you know, the show is going to continue to be about wine and we're going to be approachable with it and we're going to have fun with it. That's right. I mean, I think in the end, what we like to do with the show is that uh, wine is not a stuffy subject. It's fun. It's fun to talk about. It's it's fun to uh, drink. And uh, and there's some uh, strangeness that goes along with wine. And uh, we like to share that as well, but uh, we just like to have a good time, most of all. That's it. So welcome, new listeners. That has been the mailbag segment of the week, but stay tuned. We are on to pairing. segment of the week your good fellers mark and joe explore the exciting world of tasting and pairing wine and remember we're always on the lookout for suggestions from you so let's pop the cork right now on this week's episode of the wine fellers i do all right, Mark, My as they just heard, my favorite segment of the week. What have we got, Mark? Well, today we're doing not wine tasting, but whiskey tasting. <laughs> and who is our friend here with us for this wonderful well, event? Well, who we have in the studio, and we'll give him a formal introduction in a bit, but we have Shannon Healy. And Shannon Healy is owner of Alley 26, and he's also the head bartender there, and he makes some of the best concoctions in Durham. But before we get to him, and uh, he'll be right now joining with us and drinking whiskey, and uh, we'll hope to hear Shannon, him. welcome. Yeah, he just said we were drinking whiskey, so I was here. <laughs> That's right. And, and better than that, we are drinking what is one of my favorite things, Japanese whiskey. Ooh. 
Why Japanese whiskey, Mark? Well, over the past couple of years, the demand for Japan's whiskey has completely exploded among Western drinkers. It's not quite at the level of Pappy Van Winkle, which is this Kentucky, Kentucky bourbon that's gone off the charts, but it's yeah. headed that way. Uh, in the last few years, Japanese whiskey has made huge strides in the global stage. While it was once a forgotten country of spirits, Japan is home to some of the best <laughs> distilleries in the world, including Centauri's Distillery. And I've had probably most of the Japanese whiskeys uh, around, um, at least that are semi-affordable. And uh, Centauri makes Yamaka uh, Yamazaki and Hakushu and my favorite, Hibiki. Yeah, man. And uh, Hibiki is just one of my favorite whiskeys of all time. I used to drink the 12-year until it ran out, and no, you can't find it anymore. But uh, now they sell uh, another one that's more uh, – it's not an aged uh, blend, blend blended but it's or something. A, it, well, uh, the twelve year was a blend, but this one, this one is uh, is one that uh, has no age statement on. It. It's called the Harmony, and it's just a wonderful Japanese whiskey. And I actually have this whiskey over at Alley Twenty Six. The last time I was there, about a week nice. ago. Nice, fantastic. So let's all let's all try some. <laughs> Absolutely, Mark. Talk me into it. I can do this. Mm. Um, this is wonderful. Mm. I love up. Uh, so, Shannon, when you drink whiskey, do you? Uh, What's, mm. what's the rule about adding uh, ice cubes and uh, w whether you should do that or not? <clears throat> well, uh, it's all about alcohol by volume. You know, it's ABV and what you want from your whiskey. So if I'm sitting outside in the wintertime and I want the functionality of being warmed by the whiskey, maybe I won't add ice cubes. But if I'm just sipping in a temper you know, temperature-controlled space, um, I might smell it. Look at it just the same ways you would approach, like if I'm really kind of geeking out on it a bit, I might uh, use the same bag of tricks you'd use like to taste wine. You know, you first you look at it, mm. the second you smell it. The difference, of course, is that you leave your mouth open while you smell through your nose when you're smelling spirits. Otherwise, it'll blow your nasal passages out. And very true. You're not really going to get much after that. <laughs> uh, and then you put a very small, very, very, very small sips on your tongue. Otherwise, you once again, you hold, you burn your palate out. But if you just take a little time and do it a little more carefully, you basically are doing the same things you do when you approach wine that way. And what I, and with ice specifically, it's all about ABV. Maybe something that is, something that's, uh, I think this is what, either 40 or 43%. I believe so. Um, so this is, I might be tempted to add a cube here, uh, just because the closer you get spirits to wine, alcohol by volume, mm. the easier it is to, uh, to not, it, the less danger it is of, of, of you have of burning your palate out. And like the more of the nuances open up and you're not going to get that alcohol kind of masquerading as capsaicin and kind of burning your mouth out. Interesting. So if you really truly want to appreciate the taste of some whiskeys, you're going to want to dilute it. A little bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, the reason for, you know, the reason for um, for having a, a spirit, not not a wine, is is for several reasons. A, it's the longevity of the product. Sure. Like spirits are more shelf stable than wine is. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why brandy, you know, that's the original reason for brandy and shipping. You can ship a lot more alcohol uh, in one boat if it takes up a lot less space. Sure. So there's a lot of functionality to that. But if you go to, if you go to Scotland and you visit the distilleries there, the master distillers there have a little water in their scotch. Mm -hmm. They open it up a bit. Don't they serve it three ways for people? Uh, that's what I heard. When you go to a distillery in Scotland, they'll have you try it neat, and then with uh, maybe with a little water, and then maybe with an ice cubes, you can kind of have different 
different ways. Uh, that's I mean I heard that, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, if I you know if I was a you know one of these master distillers over there, and I knew the best way to taste my product was with a little water in it. I would insist yes. that you have a little water in it. That's right. And it definitely tastes we, – we uh, as we're sitting here, we've tried the Hibiki Har- Harmony, which is it's just, a, again, a beautiful whiskey. This is whiskey. delicious, man. It's just yeah, so very good. smooth. And we tried it without an ice cube, and then we tried it with an ice cube in it. It definitely changes the flavor profile, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, and so I think this is a great bridge. Uh, I think um, uh, obviously Shannon is a wealth of knowledge, and I appreciate the uh, information he's given us about uh, tasting Oh, but it's whiskey. only begun. But it's only <laughs> it begun. It has only begun. Because we should move on to formally to the interview <laughs> segment. Let's do it, Mark. Here you are, listening to the Weinfellers. Shannon Healy is no stranger to a bar. With over 20 years of bartending and cocktail crafting experience, Healy opened the Neighborhood Craft Cocktail Bar uh, Alley 26 in September of 2012, right in the heart of downtown Durham. Prior to this, Healy served as general manager of the James Beard Award winning restaurant, Crook's Corner, located in Chapel Hill. Healy has won multiple awards for Best Bartender from Independent Weekly and Best Cocktail from Durham Magazine. When he isn't at the bar, Healy spends his time with his wife, Andrea, their 10-week-old son, Michael, and walking his dog, Watson. Shannon, welcome to this week's episode of The Weinfellers. Well, thanks a lot. <laughs> That's uh, quite an introduction. <laughs> well, we like to have our guests feel comfortable with us oh. and to, uh, you know, start the, uh, the interview segment on a good, a good foot. I thought that's what the whiskey was about. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. It's becoming the most perfect segment. So, you know. Uh, hey, first off, can, uh, 10-week-old son. 15 weeks, yes. 15 weeks. Yes. Oh, Congratulations. Wow. We thank you so much. Very very good. <laughs> That's all. That's wonderful. I think so, man. That's great. <laughs> so uh, we actually did one uh, uh, cocktail segment about, I would say, about a month ago. Oh, geez. And what, right. <laughs> <laughs> what we did is I decided to serve Joe the world's worst cocktail. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> Shannon, what, what Mark did here is uh, we, we had the, this uh, tasting segment, right, that you were just a part of. And um, it, it turned into this basically segment that should have been titled, What Will Joe Drink? <laughs> so, so I served Joe something called an infected whitehead shot. Have That's you, just have you so heard disgusting. I might know that by a host of other uh, equally disgusting sounding names. But it, it was vodka, Bloody Mary mix, and Ooh. a spoonful of cottage cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it looked disgusting. It was, it was horrible. But then I served you something called a smoker's cough. Now, now I remember the smoker's oh cough. What was that? <laughs> well, it, you know, and you, you wonder why... Is it called smoker's cough? Or, in, you know, well, that's because it looks like the inside of a smoker's lung. That's right. All right. And it's Jägermeister. 
and what else was mayonnaise and mayonnaise yes. i knew there was something wide wait, in wait, it. that that's the whole shot that was the that was the trick <laughs> do you see what i'm saying hey and i love it i'm like did mark he, can we leave that in the sun for you first <laughs> the last the last one was oh, actually pretty good the last the last one that that you served was great that was and i remember it because i've had it since uh, it was like prairie chicken. The prairie the chicken. The prairie chicken. What was uh, in we're that? talking like one of my favorite spirits, gin. Yes. Along with uh, 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 egg yolk. Raw egg yolk. Raw egg yolk. Uh-huh. And then salt and pepper. It was wonderful. Cracked pepper. So are you doing it kind of like, like Rocky style or are you shaking it? Like flipping the drink. Well, Mark prepared it, we and I don't think it while much we were went on into the it. Air, and it's, it was kind of hard to talk and make prepare at the same time. <laughs> this was this so was, was not well done. It was I think just stirred with a spoon, but yep. I think it would have been. <laughs> <laughs> but this brings us to a very good question. I mean, uh, when you're when you're deciding uh, which cocktails you're going to place in your bar, obviously you have sense enough to, not to put these cocktails in the bar. Yes. They, they haven't made it yet, no. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you decide? Because I've been to your bar, and it, it really is one of the best bars I've ever been to. Oh, and yeah. But the cocktail list, it's, you know, it's maybe 10, 12. It's, it's nine. Nine. How do right. you decide which nine you're going to put on the on the list? Well, just like... Um just like anything, when you're doing something like like a, a menu of any kind, like a restaurant menu or, or any other kind of offerings, you're trying to get kind of a, a scope, you know. So the idea is, A, we're a bar. You can walk into and order whatever it is you like, you know. And if we have it, if we have those ingredients, if they're good ingredients, we might have them. Um, if they're not, we probably don't. Um, but uh, the idea is to, to to cover as much territory with as few drinks as possible. Because, you know, at a certain point, you know, for wine lovers, sometimes it's nice to go to the Angus Barn and kind of geek out on that list for a while. Sure. But sure. that's not really what you want to do when you're like you're on a date. Honey, just give me another 25 minutes. I've, I've gotten halfway through. The, I've gotten halfway through the list. You know, you, you kind of like part of the job uh, of making that list is, is curating. Right. You know, it's not like not it's not Sam's Quick Stop in Durham where if you want a beer and they can get it in North Carolina, it's there. Absolutely. That's yeah. great. This is a different kind of experience where we've taken the time to to kind of uh, cull the herd a bit and give you just the option. So what goes into it is, um, you know, there's spirit-forward drinks like a martini. Mm-hmm. Right, I, right. By, by that I mean, you know, the gin drink with the f- dry vermouth. <laughs> Not, it just happens to be in an up glass. Uh, right. uh, but like, uh, so, uh, so there'll be a, a gin-forward drink on the menu. There'll be a, a, a whiskey-forward drink on the menu, either rye or bourbon. Uh, then there'll be some other kind of like spirit forward drink on the menu there's usually an egg white drink on the menu there's uh often coolers in the summertime um right now there's a punch on the menu uh so there's different things at different price points and also at different like what are you looking for right now like the the adventure drinking cocktail right now is called a brush fire shrub so it's like oh that sounds it's very cool it's really cool uh but it's one of those things that's been remarkably um what's in it it's it's remarkably astonishing to me that it's very popular because <laughs> I was like we're gonna get most of these back. Um, it's uh, a shrub is um, is usually well. There's many definitions of shrub, but for this case, a shrub is uh, a fruit flavored v- uh, vinegar that you use to make a, a, a tall drink that's refreshing. Okay. Uh, usually non-alcoholic, uh, but you know anything that doesn't have alcohol, you can certainly add alcohol to. And you're calling uh, this a shrub? A shrub. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a, a number of you know terms of art. Uh, for shrub when it comes to alcohol. But for the purposes of this conversation, it's basically fruit-flavored vinegar. Cool. Uh, So we use, right now, I've I've, um, 
we've flavored some vinegar with uh, with cactus tuna or prickly pear. Nice. Um, so that's kind of our sweet and sour kind of component to the drink. Uh, then there's um, fresh lime juice, uh, some. Uh, that's hilarious. Apparently, they're onto us. <laughs> yeah, this is this is not our traffic segment coming to haunt us. Again. Real siren. Uh, we, you know, <laughs> we're right. We're on a, sh- a shoestring budget here in the studio. <laughs> the AC just doesn't quite cut it in here. So we've got the window open. You get to hear everything that's going on. Well, Sorry, that's okay. So then um, we kind of split up the spirit uh, into a little bit of. Um, a little bit of reposado tequila that I've infused with hibiscus petals and jalapenos. Nice. So there's just enough of that in, so you get a little of the jalapeno flavor, but it's not a dare. It's not like you're blowing your mouth out. Uh, then, of course, there's there's mezcal, a nice smoky mezcal. And then a little bit of um, muscovado sugar, which is just a, a high uh, uh, moisture content kind of sugar. So it's got a lot more, it's a lot less refined than white sugar, less refined even than like turbinado or sugar in the raw that you see. Uh, and then a little bit of... Um, no, I just said lime, didn't I? Yeah, that, that, I think that's it. Well, that sounds like and a really so, good... <laughs> But you were, you were thinking that no one's going to like this. Well, they're strong flavors, you know, vinegar. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many times <laughs> I tell people. Be pungent, yes. It doesn't matter how many times <laughs> I tell people. Now, here's it's the thing. Do we let the fact that I know some people aren't going to like this prevent me oh. from putting something that a lot of people have loved because it's something that nobody else is going to serve them. Yeah. It's really an interesting flavor combination. It's, it's good to be daring. It's good to go, and that's why we go out to try something new that we haven't tried before. <laughs> exactly. Well, you guys are wine guys, and that's probably true for you, <laughs> but have you met the American public? <laughs> yeah, well, it's probably true. But I think Durham, if, if, for most towns, like Durham I, is probably I mean, pretty I would, adventurous. I would hope so. And, and, you know, when I go out to a nice place to have a drink or something to eat, I'm trusting the, the folks there. This is what they do yes. right and they're not going to put something on the menu that is just bad so right I, that's true it, not at the places you want to go uh, no. that's right <laughs> yeah there are some places yeah but no i mean i think um i think that's really cool that drink just give me the name one more time brush fire shrub brush fire shrub awesome so i uh i, I believe i read somewhere that uh alley 26 practices a farm to sip approach what does that oh, I mean? I like that. I like uh, that. Because well, I've heard of farm to table. Yeah. Well, that was kind of the thing when I was open and looking for spaces and designing the idea of what we were going to do and kind of honing the concept. It occurred to me, uh, you know, I come from Crooks, and uh, uh, we would have people show up, these little old ladies and little old guys that have been showing up to the back door of Crooks for 25 years plus. And they would show up with figs. They would show up with um, all kinds of, of things that they grew in little trees um, that they had a goodly amount of, more than they could use. But... You know, it's not commercial farming, uh, but the ingredients are really, really delicious. Persimmons, uh, for instance, yeah, yeah, we yeah. always got our persimmons that way. Um, and it, it, and then you know that that was kind of odd when I started there. But by the time I had finished at Crooks in 2012, um, farm to table was a thing. That's like true. that was a it was a thing. I mean, yeah, they've been right. doing it at that restaurant since for 30 some years. That but was just normal operation. That was just how they yeah. did it. I mean, you don't get everything that way, <clears throat> but when you can, you can get something that's true to its place because you know. She just grew it in her tree, <laughs> two blocks from here. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, it's like it's very about it's very about uh, the place. And I, I, it occurred to me that nobody was doing that on the bar side. It was all, uh. especially because you know, North Carolina doesn't make it easy, yeah. uh, just because the liquor laws are very weird and the selection is very narrow, and it's all because it's all government regulated. Um, but they control what what spirits you can buy here in North Carolina. I have to buy them through 
Wow. The ABC. Wow. Uh, at above retail, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's an interesting business. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but what, what what occurred to me to do is that um, so I make our we make our own tonic, we make our own cola, we make our own ginger, we make so a lot of the ingredients we use. Like that shrub, I yeah, made. Yeah. I made the shrub in that shrub. I made like a beet syrup for the egg white drink. We make um, so we make lots and lots of mixers, even just one-offs, to add to toddies, to add to um, any number of things, just to give us a more room to play, uh, and b to bring some of what's either local or just very interesting t- uh, to us to the bar uh, in a, in a place. Maybe that we couldn't get a lot, <laughs> dude. A, a a beet syrup for an egg white drink. Well, yeah, that like just stood out to and me. I've that had, one sounds delicious. I've had that, and and I've also had their own. They make their own tonic, and I don't I don't remember mm. ever going to an establishment that does that. And I think that that's a really interesting wow. thing that you do. I think it's coming. I think it's becoming a little more popular in general for folks to make their own tonic, but. Uh, for 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 a long time now, people will come in and go like, "How do you do this?" Now you're not going to tell me, are you? I'm like, I'm I'm happy to tell you how we do it <laughs> because it's a huge pain in the butt, and you're never going to do it. Uh, so you're going to want to come back here again. Uh, so yeah, we make our own tonic. We actually sell it retail now. So we cool. sell we sell it at um I don't know that the Hillsborough Wine Company has it, but most of the wine shops. What's the name of it? It's called Alley Twenty Six Tonic. We're we tonic syrup. So it's a syrup. It's not like a it's not a gassed tonic water. Mm-hmm. So it's a syrup that you can add. Like if you have gin, a little bit of syrup, a little fresh lime, because there's ways to put that that acidity in, in in bottled stuff, but it's usually like a citric acid is what you use, right. and that's just never going to be as tasty as a fresh squeezed lime or lemon. That's true. So I just leave it out, uh, and then you add some soda water. So it requires more of the person buying it than say buying a bottle of Schweppes or even Fever Tree, mm-hmm. uh, but it brings a little more to the table because it's made with cinchona bark and lemongrass and some other stuff. Um, so the, the bark of the cinchona tree is where is the source of quinine. Quinine, yeah, quinine yeah, right, is just, yes. is a salt. It's a mineral in the bark of the, of the cinchona tree. Interesting. So if you, if you just use the bark powder, you're getting quinine in the drink, but you're also getting a lot more of this kind of woodsy herbaceousness, sure. uh, like cinnamon and all these kinds of woodsy flavors that you, you, that are just more interesting. So, and that's not in like a commercially available uh, tonic water. There are no, not a tonic water, uh, but there are these tonic syrups on the market. We're not the only one, uh, but we're certainly the only local one. Sure. Um, uh, and w- you can get ours at all of the sh- shops in, in Southern Season. Uh, right. Holy smokes, I've got to get some of this, Mark. Yeah, I, I mean, one of my favorite drinks is a gin and tonic, but as well it should be. <laughs> but I would imagine uh, we could use tonic for other drinks. Yes, we uh, we we probably use it for. Just as many non-gin and tonics as gin and tonics. Like I mentioned, there was a punch on the menu that I made. It's called the Winter Tonic Punch. It's a, it's a punch with um, apple brandy, I believe, and tonic syrup and red, uh, some red wine and some lemon juice. And this, it's, but it serves, wow. you know, we make a big bowl of punch for you. And tonic's one of the things because as a syrup, you're not so committed to using it in a long drink. Or if you want a long drink, it's great with tequila. Uh, it's really lovely with dark rums. Uh, you add a couple of dashes of Angostura to a dark rum and tonic. Oh, oh I've never had anything like that. It's, it's, Mark, are you great. taking notes here, my friend? Uh, well, well, we can just we just need to go over <laughs> just to Alley Twenty Six and have true. some of these. <laughs> well, so that so that's uh, that's really interesting. Um, so I'm always curious. So if if someone comes to your bar who's never been there before, I imagine you get a lot of people who are 
if not complete novices, very close to being a complete novice, and they don't know what they want, and they look at the, your menu, and it look it could maybe be a little intimidating if they don't know what certain ingredients are. How and, and if they ask you what they should get, how do you decide for the individual person? Well, um, the the menu is not written to be obtuse necessarily, but it is written with the idea that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just cut out all the really cool stuff because you've never heard of it before. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, so. I like to say I'd rather delight uh, 90% of the people than pacify 100. Absolutely. So we're going to use interesting stuff. So, But the menu is written in a certain way to kind of elicit questions from, from novices. And the first question that you are asked at the bar is, if you have, do you have any questions? Or if you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer them for you. That's the first, that's the very first thing. So we encourage that dialogue sure. where, because that's part of the service. Like part of our hospitality is being able to, or having, having cool, interesting stuff that maybe, even if you're an experienced drinker, right. you haven't had a chance to have. I mean, Again, these, these drinks uh, that, I'm, that you're describing sound like something uh, that are not only great to consume, but uh, it, there must be some showmanship involved in making these, these things. It must be pretty cool. Well, it can be. We certainly designed the bar to feature the creation of them. Nice. Because there's often three, four, five, six bottle touches when you're, when you're making stuff with the different bitters and such. But, you know, I've talked a lot about a lot of crazy drinks, but just for the record, <laughs> we can make a Manhattan. <laughs> a really good Manhattan. I, nice. guess, I guess what I'm saying is that when, I mean, I think when sometimes uh, people will go to a bar and they'll see, they'll see egg whites, let's say, in a drink. Uh, maybe a person would say, wow, that's so over that, the top. That and, freaks people out a little exactly. bit. Uh, but uh. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, where are you on the tip of the sword? So uh, was it like seven, eight years ago, I did a, a I was at Crook's. And I put um, four rosés by the glass as our wine feature. It was mm -hmm. Four rosés. Um, rosé was not really popular then. Uh, now, as wine guys, you've probably known about rosé for a dozen yep, years, sure. and yep. you know they're delicious, they're dry. Mm -hmm. But here in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, I had several people who like rosé say, "Man, I love this. This is cool, but you're going to lose all your money because because no one's going to buy these." Um, you know, so it all depends. Are you willing to walk people through it? Are you willing to introduce people to new things? in a way that's inviting, that's mm. welcoming. If, 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 it's, if, it's, if we're doing this as a way to share our enthusiasm uh, for, for an, in, the, in the case of, uh, at, the, at the time at Crooks, was for, for rosés and wine, or the taste, in the case of Alex 26, um, are, we're able to share both classic cocktail ideas mm -hmm. and modern cocktail ideas, um, but not from a point of, it's not a snob, snobbery thing it's it's, sure. it's about like these are really cool things right, exactly. <laughs> no and i think it, and it shows when you're there because it's uh the bartenders mm. are, are there and they're they're uh they're doing it the, the correct way which i always like when i go to a nice bar and they're actually trying the drinks not actually from your glass but they're <laughs> taking a straw and they're and they're and they're ta taking a dab of it and and actually making sure that the quality is there and they're really putting a lot of thought into it i mean that's what i totally love in a bar I love it, man. I've been down to some smaller, less sophisticated uh, bars where you're getting your uh, rum and coke in a plastic glass. <laughs> you know, a plastic cup, I should say. Well, uh, I mean, if you're at the beach, <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> they better be supplying the sun and sand to serve plastic. So, so what? So, what are the newest? Um, would you say like the newest? I know you mentioned one in the beginning of the show, or the beginning of the segment. But what are the, some of the other newer items you have that you're serving uh, to customers, or nowadays? some of the ones that aren't on the menu yet you're, that you're thinking oh, of serving, or even that? 
Gotcha. Good one. Uh, well, um, you know, it, it all depends on what we're talking about. So we go very seasonally. Mm-hmm. So right now, on the menu, I have things with coconut cream in them, Sounds beets nice. in nice. them. So basically, either products that we don't make here, but certainly coconut is a, is a classic tiki ingredient, and, and tiki is... <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, so like, so there's that, and like, so right now the menu it goes toward fall winter flavors and or the exotic from places that aren't here because once spring hits, I'm gonna try to make things out of anything I can get at the farmers market, and we're sure. gonna use rhubarb, we're gonna use strawberries, blackberries, blueberries, uh, we're gonna use all of the berries, uh, uh. we're gonna use anything we can get that's kind of that's it's interesting that we can make either a syrup or a, or a, a tincture out of. Um, to make to make bitters. So right now we're we're we're, we're kind of leaning on things like I've cranberry infused scotch, so that it's not <laughs> sweet and it's not fruity, but it has this. It's kind of reminds me of um, of one of those like those like port cask scotches, mm, sure. where they finish right. with that nice whiny note at the end. It's still scotch. You're not confused sure. as to what you're drinking, but there's this interesting finish. So like the cranberries, but they also give this drink this like bright, this gorgeous red color. Uh, so you know, the first sip is with the eyes. You know, you have to, it has to look absolutely. Pretty. Yeah, uh, it can't look like what did you call that? Some smoker's <laughs> cough. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, it, I can provide you a list of of drink names that you should never use. <laughs> I mean, feel free. They're not copyrighted. I, uh, feel free to use I, them in your bar I, if you'd like. I started bartending in uh in 1991. So uh, for the first 10 years of bartending, those were the drinks of choice. Oh, <laughs> boy. Oh, I made boy. those drinks. <laughs> how did you decide to get into bartending? Was there was there an epiphany event or something that you just sort of fell into or how did it work for you uh well i've always liked bars um <laughs> that helps and uh, <laughs> it starts there. It starts there. and uh i'd worked in a, in a number of restaurants over the years and i was uh on, i was it was just got out of the service and i was about to go to college so i was home for the summer and a buddy of mine had said i'm gonna sign up for this bartending school you want to go and i'm like sure i'm probably gonna have to work at a restaurant to put myself through college anyway i might as well work behind the bar <laughs> um <laughs> So that uh, so I went and I liked it. I liked the information and at the time it's funny. Like I still have that book, but it's in the library now like with from hun- the class hundreds of other books. Sure, uh, that I now have. Um, and it's fun to look back at them. Like wow, that's what Barton. But one of the th- I like to collect books from all of the eras mm-hmm. because to me it's about it's not it's it's about a how Americans were drinking. It's about how. Um, it's about how uh, the liquor companies were selling Americans sure. how to drink. You know, what was popular in the 40s, you know, it's always popular to drink like your grandfather, but nobody wants to drink like their dad. So, so <laughs> it skips like, a generation. It skips a generation. But it does because when I, you know, rye is totally Huge. the drink now. And that nah. was my grandfather's drink, but it was not my father's drink. So, <laughs> no, and it's the same with classic cocktails. You know, Mad Men, it's all, it's all popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they made it popular a couple years back to drink old fashions again and to drink these, these classic drinks. My grandmother was drinking in Manhattan, you know, every night. She would have one Manhattan. That That's was her right. little thing. Uh, so I knew what a Manhattan was. I was very, very confident right, what Manhattan right. was. But it's, it's to me, I, I just started doing it. And then I was uh, managing restaurants and bars for years. And then at a certain point, um, I was uh, working for Gene Hamer at Crook's Corner with, with Bill Smith. And mm-hmm. I learned a lot from Bill Smith about like, hey, things should taste good, um, which, was, which was good because not all restaurants will teach you that lesson. Um, but uh, Gene uh, turned to me one time. He said, I think don't you, you should open a bar. And then, nice. uh, and then he said, "I'll help you." And uh, and he did, dude. Um, so nice. that's how. I mean, I'd been because I'd run his bar for you know a little over a decade. Because um, I've been doing bar since mostly bartending since '91. Um, so he just thought, and he just 
you know, I'd worked for him for a goodly long time, and he wanted me to have an opportunity to do something for myself, so he kind of helped me do it. Dude, that's awesome. Well, the bar. I mean, that's cool. The bar, Shannon, thank you so much for being on the show. It was very informative. Oh, thank you for having really me. really interesting. The bar is Alley 26. It's the best bar, in my mind, in Durham. Dude, we're hitting it up, Mark. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, Shannon, you're welcome on the show anytime. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, please come again. been listening to another exciting episode of The Wine Fellers, North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is, is that the fun can continue online. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com, where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week. Songs and melodies change and change and sway, but they still stay the same. The songs that we sung when the dark days come are the songs that we sung when we chased them away. If I ever found a pot of gold, I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines. Cause I'm gonna die with a twinkle in my eye. Cause I sang songs, spun stories, loved, laughed and drank wine.
Good evening.